Hello, this is Kenya, and welcome to my Magical Cottagecore Life. Today, I'd like to talk about something that's pretty enlightening. You know there's a mom joke when I say it like that, right? You know that that is related to something in a mom joke way. And you would be right. One of the most fun things I enjoy about summertime and being able to be out of doors in the afternoon or evenings is that I get to play with my candles outside and it's really lovely when you can decorate your yard or just an, an area where people get together with candles and it makes for a really pretty kind of atmosphere so today I want you to open up your big book of stuff because today we're going to talk about candle lanterns. Not the candle lamps, that's something different. Candle candle lanterns. So open up your big book of stuff and turn to the section on candles. Let's get started. When we think of lanterns, especially the kind that you would use and carry outside, we often think of the railroad kind of lantern or the lantern that the headless horseman would use in Sleepy Hollow. But lanterns come in all short, sorts of shapes and sizes, colors and materials. One of the most common features though is that they are metal in general. But not always. They can be glass. In fact, some of them are open to the point where the lantern could be made of a vegetable material. A vegetable material. I tripped over my words a little bit. So now my pronunciation was not as clear. And if I'm going to have people listening, I try to work on my elocution. So excuse me for that. But again, some of the lanterns are made of vegetables. What is the most popular lantern lantern you can think of that would be made of a vegetable. If you said a jack-o'-lantern, you're correct. Remember? Lantern. So you can have fun with this. Just remember, if it's made of something that can burn, if it's touched by the flame, then you need to be careful when you're moving it from place to place. In general, I would recommend that if you use a vegetable-based lantern, that the vegetable itself is not overly dry, as you wouldn't want it to catch a flame. Now, we started with that because I didn't want you to get caught up on lanterns having to look a certain way. And in fact, a lantern is more of a portable candle lamp, but it usually has an enclosure but it's not always closed on all sides, except at the top, uh, where your handle would be in certain kinds. In addition to this, not all lanterns have a carrying handle at the top. Some are meant to carry at the side, and some are even meant to carry on the bottom, depending on the kind of style. You can even make lanterns, uh, lanterns out of pottery, Keep in mind, the pottery should be already finished. This is not for something like an air clay 
because I don't know how stable that would be. If you know, please educate me, but I would not feel comfortable in an enclosed lantern being made of air-dried clay. Kiln for me, please. Kiln table six. <laughs> but you want to be careful if you're making those and make sure that you are well-versed in the ways of using pottery and kilns because we do not want an Animal House movie situation. And I'm not making light of that. If you're from my generation, you got the reference, and that reference was to one of the characters uh, being involved, a minor character, having a girlfriend involved in a kiln accident. Kilns can explode if you're not careful, the really big commercial ones. So, you know, I just put that in as an aside in case you decide to make a ceramic lantern of your own. Who knew that there would be an Animal House movie reference in this particular episode? Now, if you're outside in an area that gets a lot of mosquitoes, this will be a great time to collect and stockpile your citronella candles. Because by using citronella candles in your outdoor lanterns, you can satisfy your beauty aesthetic, as well as keeping away the mosquitoes. But what if you don't have citronella candles? You could make some citronella candles. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm still suffering from the smoke from the wildfires here in Michigan. We're catching it from uh, the smoke carrying over from Canada. So you can probably hear my voice is a little bit gravelly. It's a bit much, but I did want to be outside for this episode. That's why you can hear the birds singing in the background. Now, if you don't have citronella candles that you can purchase, you can always burn citronella incense next to your candles. Or you can extract citronella oil from the citronella plant and then use that in your candles. One way to do it is to boil the leaves down until you get the oil left over. And that's a different kind of process. Another is to purchase citronella essential oil. You could also burn citronella, just a tiny bit of it dried inside of a candle pot inside of the lantern. But always remember you wanna be safe and if you do that last option, make sure it's completely metal and open on all sides. And that would be another way to keep the, um, the mosquitoes away. By now you can tell this is one of those extremely rare no music in the background episodes. I want you to hear the birds today. In my garden here at my home, there are strategically placed mason jars. And in these mason jars are candles. You see, I made my own candle lanterns. Some may call them candle lamps, and that's where we're gonna disagree. 
And the reason for that is because I can carry them from place to place. And I've got it set up to where I can hang them. You can actually put um, a wire top for your lid. They sell them in many of the department stores. And you can hang them in various places. And that's when they become true lanterns. Now you could call them lamps. It's up to you. But in general, the way that I'm using them to see from place to place, they are lanterns. And I, I don't want to call them lamps per se. Also, I have the blessing to be able to add different scents to these candles. Most of them are pillars and some are tea lights. It depends on how long I'm going to be out here, which ones I decide to light. And you can use fireplace matches. You don't have to use the butane lighters. You really don't. But if you are looking for different scents other than just citronella, essential oils are wonderful because they give you control over the mood. Much like incense, but without <clears throat> any of the smoke that you could be experiencing. Even though you can't see the smoke as clearly, here I am, it's still here. So please excuse my gravelly voice today. And here's where the fun part comes in. You can make a colorful garden of lanterns of your own by collecting jelly jars and putting in tea lights. And the way you would make it really colorful is not necessarily the tea light themselves, but you can cover the outside with a little bit of glue and those glass gems. They're like little bitty flat marbles. You see them in the crafting stores or the dollar or more stores and you can glue them all the way around in a pattern and they're really pretty when the light from the candle hits them but I want to give you a little bit of a rule of thumb your candle should not be larger than your lantern it kind of defeats the purpose of the lantern in keeping the wind from blowing the light out. Your candle should not be so large as it's the same size. It should at least be shorter by about half of your lantern if you can help it. I'm talking about at the top. That way not only does it have the protection, but the, the top part doesn't get superheated. Now this is fine if you have a very large handle, but let's say you don't have an enclosed lantern at the top, like there's not a, a guard on top. You don't want your hand to get hot because the candle flame is so close to you when you're carrying it. It's just a rule of thumb. Even though rule of thumb is a horribly abusive uh, reference. You know, this is a good time to talk about references that we can't remember where they came from. Rule of thumb was about men being able to beat women with rods as long as they were no larger than the width of their thumb. And I think that's absolutely horrible.
and I am so glad that we have progressed to a time where everyone is human and we know not to beat each other. And I thank the good divine above that the grace has been given to us to be better. Another thing you can do with your smaller lanterns in your garden is to place one or two between the rows if you're going to be outdoors all evening. And that makes it really pretty to highlight the growing plants. It's a lovely sight, especially if it's between the shorter plants. Don't put them near the towering or the umbrella plants like tomatoes or whatnot because those can be burned, but maybe in between the pak choy or the strawberry leaves would be a perfect place. I say this as I'm watching a rather spicy bumblebee uh, pollinating the mushroom plant here, or at least checking it out. If you haven't had mushroom plant, I highly recommend it. It tastes wonderful. And they are busy today in this garden. They are everywhere. So maybe try that. It makes your garden look lovely and deters sneaky little possums sometimes. Something else that I do think is really fun is to decoupage the outdoor lamps. And that's really pretty, but you've got to be careful. Only do it on surfaces that are metal not necessarily glass because even though it's all going to get hot it's it's not going to have the same effect if the metal portions of the lamp are decoupaged rather than the glass parts and make sure that whatever you use is meant for that material because even though paper looks great and so does lace maybe a more durable material is good like a linen or cotton on top of the metal because it just it just stands up to the weather a little bit more also if you're going to decoupage a lantern a candle lantern I do recommend that you use it on a patio or some other place to protect it from the elements and make sure you monitor it like any other product involving a lit candle just in case there's any kind of spark or any kind of thing tipping it over. You never want to be too careful. Well, you always want to be too careful. Now I'm from Michigan and because of that, you know I'm surrounded by water except for our southern border, which leads to Ohio. And I love my Ohio listeners, don't get me wrong. It's not your fault you're from Ohio. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. For people not from the Midwest, you may not understand the little jokes that we have between Michigan and Ohio. Um, we actually fought a war in which Michigan won. I just want to point that out. But anyway, it, it is a, a fun, friendly rivalry. And um, I had to just give them a little bit of a, a poking there. I had to mess with you a little bit, Ohio people, but you're cool with me. It's okay. But um, we maintain constant vigilance. Um, that being said, so we have so much beach 
here. We have so much beach. And because we have so much beach, we have really developed all kinds of ways of cooking on the beach, gathering on the beach, sleeping on the beach. We have birds that are only making their nests on the beach, like the piping plover. I mean, we're all about the beach here, right? The beach, the fields, and the forest. That's us. And of course, the water. But I wouldn't get into the whole putting a lantern on a ship thing. There's there's some things to that that you need to know. So we're not going to get into that. But when it comes down to lanterns on a beach, it gets a little tricky. Because you shouldn't be bringing glass to the beach because someone could get hurt. There's a large tendency for things to break on the beach if you're not careful or not, you know, conscientious of anxious of others. So if you decide to have lanterns at the beach, I do stress that you please clean them up. Don't just leave them there. Dig out all wax from the beach, from the sand, and always take any glass, especially broken glass, with you. My recommendation would be to make a ring around your bonfire of votive holders and fill those with the candles and then cover them with uh, the hurricane glass openings like the chimney vents and that makes a beautiful look but you could also just use mason jars it's just as pretty now the music's playing right so you know we've gotten to the end of the episode <clears throat> oh this the smoke is kind of getting to me glad I recorded it in advance um whoo it's a little bit um again you can't see the smoke but it's definitely here I hope you enjoyed this episode I really love sharing the little things in life that make life worth living with my friends and we're friends right and if you love making candle lanterns let me know and again, remember, these aren't candle lamps. That's a little different of a thing. These are meant to be carried from place to place. And even though though we did talk about the stationary, temporarily stationary kinds that you can make with mason jars, again, ideally a lantern is really meant to travel. So keep that in mind when you decide to make one or purchase one. You might have it as a fixture in your garden or in your beach or in your house. But ideally, they are supposed to be able to travel. So make sure the frame is intact and will not fall apart when you move it, please. If you make one that's just temporary, like with the candle glass or maybe with a mason jar, again, always be conscientious. Put it out. Make sure you clean up whatever may be left over. And don't just pour candle wax into the soil. Unless it's beeswax, then maybe. That's fine. But not everywhere, in a controlled fashion. I look forward to hearing about your adventures. They give me life. They make it so fun when I hear about you using things that we talk about. And I look forward to talking to you more next time, here on my magical Cottagecore Life. Oh yeah, keep out of the smoke. I'm, I'm praying for you, Canada. I'm praying for the wildfires to get better. <laughs> <laughs>